Hello everyone zone and this is Ron's Gadget Talk for Friday 9th of April 2021. Uh this as I said uh I probably obviously uh we got lots of things to talk about but one thing I probably want to share before we start is probably our last uh we're probably taking a break because I've got we've got Ramadan and we've got exams and all that kind of stuff going on so uh probably have to you know uh you won't uh so there's no episode next week. Uh, we'll be probably back May 18th. But aside from that, uh, until then, um, in today's episode, we got plenty of things to talk about. Um, Nokia has released not one but six new phones, all aimed at being that good value for money, really being uh, packing good value for money. While Lenovo basically uh, takes adds a new meaning to the word gaming phone with the Legion the legion sorry the legion phone dual 2 that's the name that's it's it's a little ridiculous i don't know why my, my voice has gone squeaky oh well um aside from that uh, and, we, uh, and plus we have plenty of things to talk about uh so let's just uh, get I- get right into it really um shall we but obviously we really got to talk about the new nokia phones because these are these six phones really aren't the fastest phones around they're really supposed to be affordable and reliable and uh, in fact it's quite emphasized in the marketing campaign they're kind of launching these phones and it revolves on the slogan love it trust it keep it which is an interesting slogan not as memorable as connecting people but okay we're, we're, this is this is what we're gonna take um we'll, we'll take that honestly i mean any day but honestly, they really, I'm sure, I, I kind of see where they're looking at um, with uh, where they're really going at with the messaging here. They're focusing on one key aspect of Nokia phones, especially the Android, the HMD, the HMD designed and made Android Nokia phones, not the originals, this one. And that is that these phones are solid in terms of software. You get good software support. Uh, it's reliable. I mean, even if we didn't put the fastest spec specifications, if you if you pick it up from the box, turn it on, switch it on, put you all your apps on, start running, start watching YouTube, start browsing WhatsApp, start doing all your usual smartphone tasks, it just works. It just works. It's not about being. These are not meant to squeeze the most out of of. Of a, of a little form factor not supposed to be the the s- loudest and the fastest and screams ultra high performance and uh, yeah I mean uh, we got 109 we got 128 megapixel camera we got nine nine million megawatts per hour battery okay uh, nine million milliamp hour battery that's gonna happen probably I'm, I'm just exaggerating there are really uh, they really are looking to go straight they really are trying to I'm sure they realize that pound for pound, these phones really won't compete with uh, Redmi and Realme and the other bigger brands, or even some of the offerings on the lower end of the market. They're looking really to get straight into consumers as kind of uh, really trying to take advantage, I could say, of consumers, the sort of doubts that most tend to have Realme and Redmi and other affordable brands. The phones are affordable, good value for money, but customer service is horrible. You may get hacked. Android 12 will never come on these things. It'll take years. There's ads on it. Um, I don't God knows what. Um, 
they're gonna break, the CPU doesn't catch up, uh, some apps crash on it. I've yet to hear some complaints from my father probably about his Nokia, I mean, because I kind of recommended him get a Nokia phone because it's a bit reliable compared to the HTC they previously had, and the software was good. Android 1? Mm-mm-mm, that was delicious. But really, on top of that, um, obviously Nokia, the HMD Nokia is already known for offering a vanilla version of Android, which is Android 1, and gives you almost a pixel-like software experience. And see, and with these phones, they're continuing the Android 1 functionality. But really, it really is all about, it just works, software, solid software, solid reliability, guaranteed updates. And when I say updates, just trust them on that because my father's phone, in Nokia 6.1, just for context, it has received two major software updates as far as my knowledge goes. Um, it, when, it, when the phone came out, I don't know which OS version, it was on Android 8, I think it was Android 7. Hang on, let me check uh, right here. I mean, that f the phone itself had actually went down in price a lot since. Uh, yes, um, the phone came out with Android 8.1 out of the gate. Then it received Android 9. And now literally has Android 10. And literally, because it has Android 1, I mean, like... Bam! You got the update. You hit update, and you got the full up. You got the full sort of uh, ver. You got really got the full upgrade. Sort of, it's wonderful. And as a person who loves Android, and but then kind of is annoyed that some brands really ditch updates for the latest version of Android, this is really good. Like, in surely, like it's it's really really good uh, to say the least. So. Honestly, if there's one reason to get Nokia phones, it's probably because of the software and rely. At least it'll run rock solid, and I think you won't have much to complain about. As, as so far, obviously, folks I've known who've, who've bought the HMD Nokia phones have had nothing but good things to talk about. I mean, uh, and uh, and I think software is the is the strong point. But if you read, uh, uh, but honestly, uh, the X series though, you can get a Pixel 4a for that price. But I'll get to that. In a moment, but really, the biggest reason you'd probably want to get these new Nokia phones, really, aside from the for, from the price tags, which will probably be good, pretty good price, and at least you'll be able to buy them in some places. Now, that's another point about these new phones, and I'll kind of brag here: is that Redmi and Realme are, are great brands, and, and so are Oppo, Vivo, and probably all the all the other brands that I've mentioned here, and they have also good value for money. Problem is, you won't want to find them in your Best Buy or Amazon that easily. These phones will probably be available in certain places more easily than the others I mean realmes do sell out like bananas you may have a hard time finding those I mean I think in the UK the realme 7 uh, the realme 8 pro is already on Amazon so I mean now that's that but it's outside of it really if you're in some places in, in some countries really you have to go far to buy one of those phones so there's also the reliability it just works it's available everywhere it's a good bet it's a it's a it's an easy choice software wise you get Solid updates. Oh, about software upgrades now. Now most of the industry is really catching up. Samsung promised three-year updates on on their newer devices. It started a year or two ago. And I think we all need software upgrades really because you know Android does get better by the year in that regard. So now you obviously uh, most Android uh, phone makers are really are pushing out updates quickly. Nokia probably has uh, Nokia probably does it a bit fast. Uh, it takes time, but again they do 
uh, they'll obviously push out an update and I think that's so really the real gist of these new phones is reliability Rockstar they'll do the job and well they're not a they're really not a, a, a Oppo phone so you know so that's that so you have three li- so they've created three lines really now uh, the C series the G series and the X series and if we start from the C series um, the C series actually is based on the C1 and C2, and you know the, the, the C10 and C20 are their newest uh, affordable phones. These are some of the cheapest Android phones you can get. Uh, in that regard, it was a, it, quite a low-end phone, but absolutely rock solid in that regard. Uh, the no- Nokia C10 uh, features, if I could, fi- okay. Now, bear in mind. Uh, the C series of phones do not use a Qualcomm or a MediaTek chip. I thought they'd use a MediaTek chip, weirdly enough, but they don't. Instead, they get a Unisoc SC7331E processor. Uh, we don't know how fast this really is. Apparently, this is the same chip as the original C1. Now, seems like, again, it's all about being reliable and reputable. And I think we're getting this, uh, we're getting just here with the C series. Really sticking to what really ticks and it should just work uh, but the Nokia C20 has a Unisoc SC9863A a, a, I mean a wacky chip that I've never heard of but you get 8 core, eight A55 cores and it's built on a 28 nanometer fabrication process it, it looks highly inefficient from the looks of it which is weird uh, but it's absolutely dead smack cheap phones in that regard you have uh, both devices come with a 6.52 inch 720 plus 720p plus resolution display LCD only unfortunately it has 400 nits of brightness 70% NTSC color gambit range and ha- is protected and the C10 is actually protected with panda glass not gorilla glass it seems like they really are uh, desperately s- cutting corners as much as they can without really losing quality and uh, it it the the compromises here look a little similar to Samsung in my own opinion. Both phones feature just a five megapixel camera on the back and a five megapixel camera on the front. I mean, it. I mean, hey, at least you have a camera. I mean, I'm not mad at at Nokia for not including two cameras, even though an iTel, for example, which is a Chinese phone brand, they make phones under a hundred dollars ish. And would end up packing like two cameras or something, but obviously it would not be a very good quality or just you know doable. I mean, but here they just pack one single good camera, hopefully. So yeah. But aside from that, uh, both phones will come in Android 11 Go edition. Uh, they available with either one or two gigabytes of RAM and 16 or 32 gigabytes of storage, which I uh, don't know about you, but should do for certain users. Obviously, for 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 those absolutely beginner smartphone users who probably don't want too many bells and whistles, they just want a phone that actually gives you, that lets you call and text, gets you access to the apps that you really want, like WhatsApp or YouTube, this would do wonders. And, and the thing is, I have kind of actually do know a bunch of people who've actually, uh, I, I, I would say, like, who've ended up buying a Nokia C1, the original, compared to, say, an iTel or, 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 a, or, a, or a Techno phone, even though those two other brands are very cheap in Pakistan. And uh, they're probably impressed by the reliability of the of those uh, phones, like the Rocksaw, and they they do lots of things. And and then the other person I probably know of 
instead of using YouTube Go, I ended up using the full version of YouTube to enable downloads and stuff, even though, I mean, and it was running smoothly. So, for this is not for people who want a phone on a good, great phone on a budget. Look elsewhere. <laughs> I mean, they're supposed to work and supposed to be cheap. The C10 will cost uh, 75 euros and will be available in June, and the C20 uh, should be available for 90 euros and should be available later this month. It's almost similar phones, and that's the th thing about them. So, uh, so uh, quite interesting phones to talk about. And then going up the ladder is the Nokia G series of phones, the G10 and the G20. Now, the interesting thing about the G series of phones is, I think there are two good things about them, pretty much. And outside of that, it's a regular old phone. The G C, the G10 and G20 pack a big battery, and pretty good cameras. Should do wonders for some people who want. Uh, want just big cameras and a big sc and uh, and a big battery and good battery life and all that stuff. So the G10 has a Helio G25 processor, so it's not the fastest processor around in the in the town. It's obviously lower end of the G series of processors, but it should do wonders for some people. Uh, it's available for either three or four gigabytes of of RAM and 32 and 64 gigabytes of storage. So again, somewhere quite where the Nokia 5 phones were except this is obviously the G series now uh, um, and then uh, the G10 uh, now the and the thing is there's not much of a difference between both the G okay the G10 has a pretty big difference um, in that uh, you don't have a ultra wide angle camera in that regard and you probably uh, missed some sensors, but it's just a decent old phone. But aside from that, really, uh, pretty much these two phones, uh, aside from the uh, processor and stuff, and okay, um, you get a 30 megapixel camera and no ultrawide sensor, and just an 8 megapixel selfie camera, and the th and you just have three cameras. Um, but outside of that, really, and then the Nokia G20 is the higher end brother almost and I have the 40 megapixel main sensor 5 megapixel ultra wide 8 megapixel selfie front camera 2 megapixel macro and 2 megapixel depth sensors all uh, honestly uh, with Zeiss optics on it which I think is kind of nice to have it's a Nokia it should have Zeiss optics but really if you look quite broadly it's almost the same kind of both look almost similar in that regard they probably have different finishes but really outside of that uh, both feature the same 5050 milliamp hour battery actually is the biggest that Nokia offers so you can get two to three days of battery life 10 watt fast charging thanks MediaTek woohoo <laughs> from the look from the looks of it uh, a similar 6.5 inch LCD display with HD resolution plus almost 20 by 9 aspect ratio is almost the same display as the C series of phones uh, two years of software updates with three month three years of monthly security patches which come in handy and they do come on time almost quite early compared to the competition um, and really uh, the only thing you miss in the G10 and okay and, and I forgot to mention both phones have USB-C headphone jack um, Wi-Fi Bluetooth 4G uh, IPX2 water uh, rain resistance apparently so it can only handle rainwater fingerprint sensor uh, which is a nice to have. It should be on the back probably. And yeah. Uh, and the G10 would set you back 140 euros. Whereas the G20 is 20 euros extra at 160 euros. So quite a decent phone to start with. 
Oh, and the G20 has, uh, it only comes with 4 gigs of RAM, but you can get 64, 128 gigabytes of storage. And the G20 has the Helio G35, which is a slight, slight bump up from the G25. Kind of mad that they decided to go for MediaTek processors instead of uh, Qualcomm chips. I really feel like qual with using Qualcomm's, like they could could offer good value for money. But hey, and also there might be an issue with battery efficiency because MediaTek chip uh, MediaTek chips are known for basically sucking a lot of battery. Apparently, uh, it may not be true. I mean, I haven't used a MediaTek phone in a while, but all I tend to see is that the battery just goes off if you use a MediaTek phone. Qualcomm's they just like maintain their battery over time because they're built quite efficiently and they do utilize a lot of good charge. So, but that's that really, but then we now move straight over to X series of phones. Um, and these are probably the top of the line uh, phones, really. Um, interestingly enough, um, they're putting a bit focus on the fact that these are affordable 5G phones. They're competing with your A52 5G and your, uh, and you know, God knows what, your Redmi Note 10 5G, those kind of phones. At those kinds of prices, almost at under the under 400 euro or 400 pound or 400 dollar 5G phone market, apparently. Uh, so let's kind of go through these phones. Really, the X10 is a now we really don't know. I mean, the, these phones almost look similar. Okay, now the first thing we probably would want to talk about is both phones feature Wi-Fi, AC, uh, 5G, Bluetooth 5.0. So in terms of connectivity. Absolutely rock solid. USB-C, headphone jack, FM radio, which is a bit of a big deal. Yeah, stream Spotify. I'm just saying. <laughs> stream my podcast. Don't, you don't need FM radio. Pfft. I mean, oh well. The So you have that kind of rock solid connectivity. The, the, the X10 has... Uh, okay, the X10 and X20, both phones have the same processor, same um, resolution, really. Um... And quite literally, uh, and um, and uh, but you do get different camera sensors. That's the biggest difference. The X10 just has a single 48 megapixel camera, Zeiss lens, 5 megapixel ultra wide, uh, and you only get an 8 megapixel selfie camera. Weirdly enough, right, so you get the same back camera arrangement, but you only get a 8 megapixel selfie camera. If that's not really a deal breaker, then you know what to do, really. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, and, and, and weirdly enough, the X10 will only have a mic USB-C cable. Haha, <laughs> very funny, Nokia. I mean, you see what you're... Haha, <laughs> very funny, HMD. We'll see what you're doing. They're looking... They're focusing on the environment, so they're offering a... Offering case that has been made from compostable. Uh, that can be composted. I mean, yes, why not? Um, and you know, they probably support it for three years and stuff, software wise. So, you get three years of software and security updates, which is really cool. 5G is included, but really, uh, both phones have the Snapdragon 480 processor, um, the Adreno 690 GPU, 619 GPU, um, a 6.67 inch LCD display with 1080 by 2400 resolution, absolutely packing plenty of specs. 450 nits of brightness, 82% NTSC color range. Um, you do get a screen protector, but you don't get 90 hertz refresh rate. Not a problem, really. I mean, given what you're getting 5G, though, there's some compromises you have to. There's a give and take. Uh, 
and then in terms of cameras you have a uh, 48 megapixel main sensor along with a um, along with a 2 megapixel macro 2 megapixel depth and a 5 megapixel ultra wide angle camera which is wonderful and there's this dual sight which means you can you know take use two sensors and take a picture at once which is kind of cool i think it's a good feature of nokia phones um aside from that the uh, and both have a 4470 milliamp hour battery so you get two days of battery life regularly and you get 18 watt fast charging because it's a qualcomm phone so you get 18 watt fast charging uh the x20 you'll get a charger in the box if, if you live in some regions so that's really really cool um and then really aside from it, you get a fingerprint sensor on the side and um and uh, as i said this pretty much is the kind of phone where the nokia 5 and the 6 and stuff have been in the 7 where it really it was so quite an interesting phone um it's kind of confusing though i mean um if you don't care about selfies i mean you just get the x10 only it would do wonders alone at that point of of time i mean um i mean uh, i don't know who really will buy this given the the only marginal price difference but the x10 will cost 310 euros and the x20 will cost 350 euros and this is like the worldwide prices the x10 will be available in june and the x20 will be available in may um honestly i don't know what to say really i'm kind of confused like okay the, ca the packing lot cameras 5g and everything but then you have then there's tons of competition at that price redmi note 10 5g um you know the the i mean the the real me's you know with ones with 5g on it the x the the narzo and x series they're not available in europe or in in asia mostly where these phones are kind of in that in that regard and then you have um and then there's the redmi note 10 5g and then the samsung a50 a52 5g i'll probably have an a32 5g soon sooner than later so I really don't know who this is really for the 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 X series of the G series sounds like an incredible value for money, uh, you know, a good set of cameras, big battery, and decent storage. Oh, and I, and I kind of forgot to mention the X10 comes in a storage config from 64 or 120 gigabytes of storage, uh, and with either four or six gigabytes of RAM, so you have three different options, and the X20 though you just get 120 gigabytes of storage straight out with 6 or 8 gigabytes of ram honestly the the g series looks good in that regard um i mean e, I, I mean probably i mean the c series makes sense the x20 and the g20 makes sense i don't know why they had to make a g10 and, a, and an x10 they were confusing if there was not much of a differentiation these phones are reliable and everything but if there's not much of differentiation in terms of price, like it's a small price gap, and if there's sales, I mean, you're probably better off buying the X20 and the G20. I really would love Nokia, the HMD Nokia, to really pump out a high-end phone. I know that's difficult. You don't just make a high-end phone and just deal with it. You have to, you know, move units, and you have to convince, you know, you have to convince carriers and, you know, retailers to sell it and to keep it at a regular price and you're not really make a high-end phone and then sell it off for 70 percent off like lg and then you know burn and crash out of the smartphone market i understand you gotta capture the affordable market but just try to have good value for money 
probably think the only thing they only have going for these phones is just the fact that they're going to be reliable and s there's good software support. I mean, outside of that, really, there's plenty of options in the market that are probably better value than from uh, better value for money. I mean, uh, it's yeah, but the Nokia's are all about reliability. In fact, that's the campaign really with these new phones: love it, keep it, trust it. I think. Forgot how it went. So uh, those are six new Nokia phones. Um, not that exciting, but they'll just work. That's how it goes, you know. But aside from it just works, what if you just don't want to settle for it just works? You want bananas performance. You want everything. Give me everything. Give me, give me all, all, all that you have. You know, put all your, all your best. Put all your best technology. This is what the Legion uh, Phone Duel 2 is all about. A absolutely nuts uh, gaming phone, to say the least. I mean, uh, honestly, compared to the Nokia phones, it's like comparing a, a, it's like comparing a dinky Dacia car to a Ferrari or a LaFerrari. It's there's no competition. But kind of want to laugh on this, but it, it's it's crazy performance. You have active twin turbo fans, large passive cooling vapor chamber, um, 44 megapixel front pop-up camera. You want to live stream PUBG Mobile? You want your face? This is it. You know? <laughs> you get virtual octa trigger keys. It's this incredible set of specs. I mean, it's, it's a bananas gaming phone. I mean, to say the least but we just gotta read the specs uh in that regard so uh you guys not on triple eight you get with the regular triple eight processor 5g is available um on top of that you have a 6.92 inch 20 by 20.5 by 9 2460 by 1080 144 hertz amoled 8-bit hdr gaming display 720 hertz touch sampling 720 hertz touch sampling 144 hertz refresh 720 touch sampling deadly accurate uh pubg mobile gaming right there 720 that's the number you gotta remember a delta e of about 0 0.5 to the power of 14 uh, less than 0 0.5 to the power of 14 uh which could be a very long number that they decided to shrink here 800 nits of outdoor readable brightness 1300 nits peak being in hdr Display at 111.1% DCI-P3 color gambit range. Love the one number, though that's nuts. Million, million to one contrast ratio. HDR10 plus certification. Gorilla Glass 5. Uh, and weighs 259 grams. It only comes in black and white. Not bad. You get 12, 16, or get this, 18 gigabytes of LPDDR5 store RAM. With either 256 or 100. Why did I say 128 gigabytes? Why? 256 or 512 GBs of UFS 3.1 storage. Again, absolutely nuts performance for what you're getting. Uh, beside the cooling system is nuts. Integrated active twin turbo fan cooling system. Uh, we got intake fan with a fan speed of 12,500 RPM. And the output fan... Uh, with 29 fan of output of 15,000 RPM, really incorporating some gaming PC vibes right here. Passive cooling ele elements, um, vapor chamber liquid cooling area of roughly 4,730 millimeters, 
square roughly so that's not bad and only a f max s speed noise of the fans of 27 decibels so if you're really worried about fan noise I mean honestly you shouldn't worry I mean it's such a fast phone that if you just shouldn't uh, you know spin into con over overload if you know what I mean but as for the camera I mean I've talked a lot about the specs here it's nuts uh, front camera which pops out completely yeah 44 megapixel Samsung GH1 plus camera f2.0 aperture uh, f2.0 aperture 0.7 micrometers uh, uh, pixel size five lens combined put together 84 degrees field of view good for live streaming uh, as a video you could record yourself at up to 4k 60 frames a second and if you want full HD it's at 120 frames per second so it's butter smooth 64 megapixel at the back you have a 64 megapixel Omnivision I've never heard of this brand OV64A uh, process uh, image sensor f1.0 ap aperture 1 micrometer pixel uh, 82 degrees field of view a 60 megapixel f2.2 aperture ultra wide angle camera 123 degrees field of view uh, and you get 10x digital zoom so there's two sensors but hey it's okay you get the front pop-up camera good for live streams you know it's good for those good for those free fire and pubg mobile live streams you know, I don't know how you live stream mobile games on phones obviously Android's fast you can do it surely it'll run it will run on Android 11 uh, it has a 5500 million power battery with two 2750 milliamp hour cells combined left and right 90 watts of quick charging that's fast charging 90 watts of turbo charging uh, and 65 watts of regular fast charging uh, with the you know typical fast chargers and stuff um, aside from that you get two dual front facing speakers um, absolutely nuts phone it's got everything you need for a phone um, and this phone will set you back starting from maxed out 999 euros and then with less storage with less RAM and storage 12 gigabytes of RAM and 256 gigabytes of storage you can pay 800 euros and you don't need a charging accessory assuming that you know so so the maxed out spec 1000 euros you get maxed out specs charging dock and much much more aside from that absolutely nuts phone let's just talk about interesting features that are here you get a 44 megapixel pop-up camera uh, selfie camera 84 degrees field of view which is almost ultra wide 44, megapix 44 megapixel uh you know so that's not too shabby but the way it really is it's this pop-up so it's good for privacy for some gamers if you want to be that alan walker guy with a mask on oh well but really this is good for live streams apparently so they've i mean brought that up so i think that's cool but here's this interesting thing you get eight virtual keys four ultrasonic shoulder keys two rear capacitance screen touch points two in display force points now this is new in display force points using you know sensors has a buttload of sensors from the looks of it uh, now they're ergonomically placed in a way that ga that some gamers now there are two kind of buttons are like on the top of the phone the phone's really thick so the idea is like you hold it and you get l1 l2 triggers essentially so that's really really cool this is really good for free fire uh pubg mobile Call of Duty Mobile and other sort of first-person shooters and those sorts of games, mobile games that are really, really needed. But uh, you have these eight virtual keys, and that's because you have uh, you have quad ultrasonic shoulder keys, dual capacitance keys, and dual force touch uh, sensor, which is really, really cool. 
So that's one cool feature about it. 144 hertz display with 720 hertz touch sampling. Mad. That display is good for mobile first-person shooters, so GG Lenovo for that. Uh, you get dual USB-C ports, one in regular slot and one instead of a vertical slot, so you hold the phone as you're playing game, you can have a charger cable right up there, and that's really cool. 90 watts fast char 90 watt fast charging, f uh, 5,500 power battery. That's because you have two little 2,750mAh cells. I think that's how batteries are getting big. They have dual cell designs probably and I think that's cool but yeah this I mean is such an interesting phone it is a monster almost you got a fan you got a big old cooling system dual batteries pop-up camera uh, you know really fast display it's got it's got really got those gaming laptop vibes from the looks of it I mean if you think about it, it competes with the RG phone 5 though I'd say the RG phone 5 is a bit more practical it like tries to also be a bit of a phone for once, compared to this, this is really supposed to be a gaming device in of itself. So, quite an interesting phone, to say the least. This one will be available in May, uh, in Europe, in Asia. If you want, if you're in Taiwan, if you're in, in, in Singapore, in Malaysia, Thailand, you know, Indonesia, uh, India and Pakistan, probably in Western Europe and the UK and stuff like you can get it in May. Uh, in China, it will be available next month. Uh, but it'll be called the Legion Phone 2 Pro for simplicity's sake because if you say it in Chinese, it's Yeah, it's gonna be a mouthful. That's but uh, well, we don't know when it'll come to North America uh, That's kind of nuts to say the least it makes me laugh though, but GG Lenovo though they they if they could make a monster gaming phone they managed to make one and it has the uh, ha and kind of take some wipes from the overall uh, Legion gaming laptops to say the least so that's that. Well, after probably talk about seven new phones, let's just talk about other things that are going on around us. Uh, Samsung has finally announced a bit of availability for the uh, Smart Tag Plus. If you've been looking to get this Smart Tracker, which is incredibly accurate because it has ultra wide bands to Bluetooth, uh, you can get it for forty pounds uh, for forty pounds in the UK or forty dollars. It'll be available on April sixteenth. Uh, this Smart Tracker is really cool. It has ultra wide band tech. Uh, and it'll be incredibly accurate and works with the S21 like a boss. It was announced in January. We still didn't know when it was going to come. Now it's available to pre-order. So if you've been looking forward for, to this phone, now you know uh, uh, Now you know when it's going to come out and for how much. So that's really cool. Uh, the Galaxy A Quantum 2 has been leaked. And apparently this could be, uh, this, is the, this is what the phone, this is what the Galaxy A82 looks like in South Korea. It's what it's named in South Korea. Uh, it's its Korean name. Uh, the A82 has kind of been leaked, and that's interesting. Kind of, kind of lost my, I, I sound squeaky, so uh, forgive me for that. Uh, because apparently the phone uh, serial number is coded as SMA826, which is interesting. But... What kind of is is because of the back design, it looks a little, has that similar camera cutout of an A-series phone, it's interesting. Uh, but instead of the flip-out camera, this phone will seemingly have a punch hole notch, weirdly enough, a, a Infinity-O display, weirdly enough. Uh, but yeah, uh, we have these pictures and it is quite interesting, to say the least. We don't know when this is going to finally come out. But let's hope that this will come very, very soon. It is an interesting phone.
for what it is. Uh, interestingly, speaking of Samsung, the Z Fold 3's outer display could be smaller. According to a Twitter user, uh, encoded saying, except the Z Fold 3 outer screen size, which I haven't heard just yet, rest are matched perfectly with what I've heard and leaked from the Z phones, and I haven't heard anything about Oppo Vivo foldable phones. It's kind of mentioning that the Z Fold 3 could have a smaller display. I mean, there's there's rumor the rumor mill is uh, is uh, it's in the air that the the Z Fold 3 uh, could have a smaller display. So basically, how it expected the Z Fold 3 could have a smaller 5.4 inch 20 2260 uh, by 816 display made by Samsung, um, but you have a 7.7 inch internal display. Now, given what we've been hearing about the Z Fold 3, I'm not surprised. And I've been hearing that well, Samsung could pack a, a internal display in-display camera. So they need space for those components. They need space for a slightly bigger battery. So maybe going for a smaller R display. Um, mm, let's, uh, let's see. Uh, it looks interesting. Um, I'm sure that they're kind of trying to make people use the phone a lot less. So that's weird. Uh, so that that was that really, and Sony has uh, has released teasers for the upcoming Xperia phone. It's coming out next week. Obviously, uh, we're in, I mean I'm not gonna have an episode next week, so yeah, I probably expect a tweet or two from me or whatever. Really, this is interesting. Uh, the teaser showing off the camera bezel. So yeah, I mean um, I mean it's just a teaser really. I mean we do see the back of the phone though, so that's good enough of a teaser. Weirdly enough, this this next story will shock you. Maizu is the brand we don't talk about much at all. It's there, but we don't think about it much. Mizu has claimed on Weibo that 45% of people who've bought their brand new Mizu 18 and 18 Pro phones, these are available in China, sadly, but they're available if you're in China. Uh, it's a small brand, really, compared to the bigger boys. Small brand. Small-time brand, but big big devices here they claim that 45 percent of people who bought the new maizu 18 and 18 pro have upgraded for an iphone yikes now i don't know how they calculated this but i'm sure that they but apparently uh it's because as i said maizu could uh you know um you know uh, apparently, uh, they've they've seen data from online sales, and also apparently there's like an app where people could transfer data from Apple and stuff uh, from their iPhones, and it's a thing with some Chinese phone brands like Huawei. They have an app switch app, so you can you could switch over your data. And uh, looking at that data, they might have found that a lot of people have bought the Mizu 18, so they're moving the iPhone contents. Looks like they probably have a 45% transfer rate, which is nuts, or 45% of people, upgrades have really come from iPhone users, so it's weird. Apparently, uh, I don't know much about this phone. I mean, it's come out, it was amazing. It's because FlyMe OS, the UI that runs on Maizu phones, have n has zero adverts, which is shocking, but I think it's weird, like, like, but uh, I think that's nice. I mean, it seems like Chinese folks also are annoyed of adverts and they don't want ads. And now they can get one without ads, which is crazy. Uh, but in case you want to get this phone in, outside of China, it's available for $820 or 
or for $899, so it's under $1,000, it's on Express, so if you really want that phone, then you can go get it, so that's that, really, but I thought that was fascinating, I mean, those, I, I didn't see that coming, finally, as to do with streaming, pretty much, um, Netflix has, uh, has signed a deal with Sony Pictures, and that means that Netflix will be the exclusive U.S. street, it will, basically, it'll give Netflix exclusive U.S first window rights to all of Sony's new releases over the next year or two. That includes upcoming Spider-Man movies, uh, things like un the Uncharted movie and stuff. And I mean, and also N Netflix will get a first, will get a sort of a first look. Uh, so if Sony makes some new movies that they want to shop around to streamers, Netflix will be first to see that whether that movie will fit in their library. And they can skip it really, which means Sony could still make some movies and give them to other streaming services which is interesting. Uh, but it's a surprise. It's a surprise move, but kind of not surprised because uh, Sony Pictures does have a send a lot of content over to Netflix. I mean, some of Sony's movies and shows are on Netflix, including Breaking Bad and some of the Spider-Man movies, if I remember correctly. Um, and it's also equally interesting as given that Sony Pictures does not have its own streaming service and has no plans to jump into the streaming wars, pretty much. And the fact that they recite on Netflix is interesting. Um, so that's that really, you know, so, I mean, uh, this should kind of help Netflix though, I mean, they, they have a lot of original content, and they have more original stuff, they just recently did a deal to get to, uh, to do two sequels of Knives Out, which is interesting, so, they need, uh, the streaming wars are heating up, they'll need more content than usual, um, originals could only take you as far as you can for the first weekend publicity and all the, you know, the, the war cooler, zoom cooler talk, you know. Hey, did you see that documentary everyone's talking about? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, did you know that shrimps were made from this incredibly industrial process? Oh my god, I'm gonna become vegan tomorrow. Like, that's kind of the impact that, I mean, Netflix is quite an institution, uh, quite a pop culture institution. And, uh, I mean, it, it has its place in pop culture. I mean, Tiger King... F1 Drive to Survive, Stranger Things, you know, Elite, and much, much more. It's got its own hits now, so, but hey, uh, more, I mean, a lot of Sony titles going to Netflix, I think that's a cool bit, but it's not surprising given the state of the movie, of the motion picture industry in the U.S., uh, given what's happening in Tinseltown, most cinemas are not open, and you have a lot of approaches, like, um, obviously, shorter theatrical windows, uh, premium video on demand releases. You know, Black Widow is going to be available in July on Disney Plus, thirty dollars on top of the of cinemas. So it's interesting where we're headed, and um, it's interesting times. Uh, I mean, um, I mean, uh, I mean, looks like everyone's stuck in their sides now. I think what the the major holdout is Universal Pictures. They're yet to make like a decision whether they're going to put all their content behind Peacock, which I think is good. It's free and stuff, so they. You know, they could bring users and they could bring more users. It's a good funnel in that regard. Um, or they'd probably give it to other services. But I see at Peacock, though, they have also some third-party content. They've gotten a lot of content from the A&E channel, which has a lot of true crime documentaries. And Modern Family is on Peacock, along with Hulu. So they're open to it, probably, from the looks of it. So, maybe. Let's see. But, um, but yeah, it's heating up, guys. And they say the revolution shall be streamed in that regard.
Pretty surprised that blew past 30 minutes. What do you think of everything I've heard today? Let me know on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at state underscore on 99. Follow me there if you can. Uh, share the show with your friends and family. If you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, leave a review. All the feedback will definitely be appreciated. And, um, and yeah, no really. I mean, as I said at the beginning of the episode, we're taking a break till May 18th. Until then, uh, if you want to obviously listen to more, I mean, there's more. Epi- I've, I've made so many episodes of this podcast. Go listen to it to, you know, kill some time if you want. Uh, you know, whether you're working out or getting ready for suhoor or, you know, which is the time before the, the you start the fast or you're just bored really or doing your laundry or something or driving around. That's, and also, as I said, and do check out other episodes, including the previous episode where we kind of talked, uh, spent 10 to 20 minutes Kind of like an ep- ep- like kind of like a memoriam sort of remembering LG's smartphones. Why did we stop making phones and stuff? So do check that out if you can. But not really. Aside from that, thank you for listening. Um, Till next episode. Uh, as your boy Ron signing out. Peace. Take care. Have a great day. I uh, hope you have a great Ramadan. Hopefully, if you can, and have a great day and have a great weekend. Uh, and I'll see you very soon. All right. Uh, Thank you for listening. Ciao.